Welcome to the ArchMI Podcast, featuring our senior customer trainer, Blaine Rada. Arch Mortgage Insurance Company, or ArchMI, is a leading provider of mortgage insurance, or MI, in the United States. Our competitive pricing tool, ArchMI RateStar, is the leading risk-based pricing platform in the industry, providing rates based on a thorough understanding of the underlying risk. Here's your host, Blaine Rada. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Blaine Rada with ArchMI. We are in the middle of season four, and this particular season has a very specific focus, which is reviving realtor relationships. So it's very timely and uh, a little bit of a departure from the types of podcasts that I've done in the, in the past. And I would recommend if you have not listened to the very first episode of this season, it's only about 10 minutes, and it does provide some context and some background information that would make what I share maybe a little bit more understandable or, or give you some additional perspective that I, I don't repeat in the other episodes. Um, so I would encourage you to listen to that first episode before you listen to this one. But of course, if you don't want to take the time to do that and just don't like being told what to do, that's totally okay too. Um, you can certainly continue on with this one. So this is going to actually be the last of the episodes where I'm specific, specifically, if I can get the word out right, specifically relying on data taken from the National Association of Realtors Profile of Home Buyers and Sellers. And the focus of this particular episode will be today's home search, which has to do with the experience that people have when they're searching for a home. And I'm going to add a little content um, at the end here on financing the home purchase, because obviously as a mortgage lender, you know, it's very interesting to know from this survey data what people have to say about the mortgage piece. This is a survey that is primarily for the benefit of realtors. And so it talks a lot about buyer behavior and seller behavior, uh, market conditions, things of that nature. But there's always a component of this study that is specifically about people getting mortgages. And I've always found that to be kind of interesting because especially as a mortgage lender, um, this is data that you want to have. But before I get into the financing part, let's just talk about today's home search. About 40% of the people who are buying a home will start that process online. Probably doesn't surprise you. In fact, I would have actually thought that number would be higher. Um, only 20% start with a realtor. Right, So 20% of the people who decide they're going to search for a home just go right to a realtor and start there, and twice that number will start online. What do they need the realtor for? If we think back to a previous episode when I was talking about psychographics and you know understanding what's really important to people, the thing that is the most important to a home buyer and the most challenging part of the process is finding the right home. And absolutely, that's where a realtor is going to be of huge value. And again, I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who recently became a realtor, not full-time professionally because I've already got a full-time professional job, but as someone who's kind of stuck his toe into the, the waters of real estate and, and have learned an incredible amount in just a matter of several months, that gives me a whole nother perspective of our business and how we, how we can be of value to the real estate community. But there's an incredible amount of time that you can waste trying to find the right home when you rely on doing everything online. 
So for the 40% of people that just start the process online, my, my recommendation to them or my, my advice to them is find a realtor because you're going to waste a lot of your time. The realtor is going to be much more adept at being able to narrow down and find you that perfect home, which in and of itself doesn't exist. There is no perfect home, but at least find you the best home for you at this time. So uh, why am I mentioning all this? Because if they really should start with a realtor, who better than you to recommend that to the people who don't already have one, right? If, if, if people have started a conversation with you about, we're interested in buying a home, but we need to know how much we can afford, how much are we qualified for? And they, they are starting that process without already having a realtor who told them to do this, right? Because some people are knowledgeable enough to know they need to know what they can afford before they even start talking to a realtor. So they're coming to you first about the loan and you have the ability to say, by the way, here's a handful of realtors that I can recommend to you based on your situation, based on your psychographics. And again, if you're not sure what some of that means, listen to previous episodes, um, based on your unique needs, here's some folks that I think could be of value to you. What a, what a great position to be a person who can refer people to realtors, right? It's not just about realtors referring their buyer to a mortgage lender. It's about you as the mortgage lender being able to refer people to realtors. I mean, it's a partnership, right? And we're going to talk a lot about that in the uh, next couple of episodes. Okay. So what they want the most, what people want the most from the realtor probably is helping them to find the right home. And yet only 20% of them are starting with the realtor. So there's a huge opportunity there to try to help more people start with the realtor, which is really going to help them accomplish their number one goal, which is finding the right home. Uh, about 87% will purchase a home through a realtor and about 7% will purchase a home through a builder. So if you have, if you've been curious about what is that breakdown of how many people buy through a realtor versus how many people buy directly through the builder, 87 and seven, again, that doesn't add up to a hundred. I don't know where the other percentages are, but I don't worry about it. <laughs> All I look for is where, what are the trends? What are the opportunities? If 7% of people are buying directly from a builder, then there's an opportunity there to also have a referral relationship with builders. Now I realize that a lot of builders have their own mortgage, you know, divisions, they have their own people. But again, why not try to be a referral partner to a builder and 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 have the ability to have builders refer people to you? All right, next thing. Um, 73% of buyers only interviewed one agent before they decided to stick with them. Now, if you've been listening to these episodes in order, you might remember that that's a smaller percentage than the people that, that only interview one listing agent, right? That was up in the 80 percentile, I believe. So what that tells me is that buyers are less loyal to a realtor than sellers. And that kind of makes sense if you think about it, because if you're selling your home, um, it's kind of a it's the, the relationship is more solid with the realtor, right? I mean, you're eventually going to sign a listing agreement and they are the only person that really is responsible for selling your home. It's not like you're working with a bunch of realtors to sell your home, but as a buyer, you're going to open houses on the weekend. And even if you've already kind of talked with some realtors, 
you may not be going to these open houses with a realtor, right? You're just going on your own time and you're looking at homes. And every time you go into an open house, you're meeting other realtors. And so you've got all these realtors out there who have your contact information, who are following up with you, who are trying to find you the perfect home. And so I think it's less likely that the first realtor you talk to as a buyer is the one that will ultimately find you the home. But I will just say this as someone who's a very, very, very part-time realtor right now, um, please don't string people along and tell them that, you know, you're not working with anybody when you really are kind of working with somebody because it's really not fair to have several realtors all trying to work on your behalf. You should really narrow, narrow it down to one person and just let that one piece person be, be in your court, so to speak. About 47% of the realtors uh, were referred to the buyer. So again, there's an opportunity to refer a realtor to a buyer. So if they're coming to you to talk about financing first and they don't have a realtor they're working with, about half the time, they'll end up working with a realtor that was referred to them. So why not be that referral source, right? Nothing that a realtor would probably like better other than you being a great lender is someone who's also referring them business. About 13% of the people who are buying a home uh, have used that realtor before. So that's not a very big percentage that go back to the same realtor, uh, you know, to buy again. But there is a percentage of people who use the realtor again. But again, and I talked about this in a previous episode, 90% of the people who use a realtor will say that they would use them again or recommend them the other, to others. So this huge percentage of people will say, oh, it was great. Everything was terrific. I love working with this person, plan to use them again, plan to refer them to other people. And yet when it really comes down to it, then the numbers don't necessarily show that that's happening nearly as often as it kind of makes you think it would. Okay, so that's kind of what's happening with home search. Let me zero in more specifically on financing the home purchase. And I'm literally just going to give you the, the I'm going to read, which I almost never do, um, but I'm actually going to give you specifically what the survey, the summary of the survey data says about financing the home purchase, because this is obviously, you know, very important information for anybody who's into financing home purchases. And I think there's about a half a dozen points I want to make here. So here's the first thing. 87% of recent buyers financed their home purchase. So in layman's terms, almost 90% of the people who buy a home will need a mortgage. By the way, that is a smaller percentage than it has been in the past. So whether that's different kind of people buying homes, as in, older, more financially stable, or investors who can pay cash, or you know whatever the, whatever the changes are that are going on out there, there are a fewer percentage of people getting mortgages when they buy their home than there used to be, right? So that's just something to, to notice as a trend. Next point, typical down payment for a first-time buyer is only 7%. Typical down payment for a repeat buyer, 17%. So again, first-time home buyer typically puts 7% down. Repeat buyer typically puts 17% down. What surprised me about that was that I would have thought the repeat buyers would have had well over 20% down. Assuming they have equity in their current home and maybe have some savings along the way. I mean, 
I mean, I, I'm saying this as someone who works for a PMI company, but, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea of PMI. I think it's an amazing product. I think it facilitates homeownership. And it's a great thing to be able to have in the marketplace. Otherwise, everybody would have to have 20% down. But most people out there, your average person doesn't have those positive feelings about PMI. And so most people in their mind would be thinking, oh, I want to put at least 20% down so I don't have to pay for PMI. And yet even repeat buyers uh, typically don't have the 20%. Next point, about 60% of buyers uh, say that the source of their down payment comes from their savings. 60% of buyers say the source of their down payment comes from savings. About 55% of repeat buyers will say they're using the proceeds from their current home as their down payment. And about almost 30% of first-time buyers, 30% of first-time buyers will say they need a gift or a loan from family and friends to help them with the down payment. I spoke a little bit more about that in a previous episode, so I won't get into any more detail on that. Next point for first-time home buyers, about 30% said saving for the down payment was the most difficult step. So the most difficult thing in terms of finding a home or working with a realtor is actually finding the right home. But the most difficult part of actually buying the home and getting the mortgage is coming up with a down payment. Now that's 30% roughly who are saying that of first-time home buyers. So I think that confirms what we probably already know, which is that accumulating money for your down payment is a big barrier to home ownership. So not only do people think they need more than they do, right? Because they think they need 20% or they think they need a lot of money when they probably don't. But just the sheer ability to save money is very difficult for people. And with home values going up as much as they've been, I mean, e even, even historical home appreciation is probably greater than people can save. But especially now in the environment that we're in now with it being such a, a seller's market and home values going up so quickly, I mean, how is a person supposed to save at a pace that the home values are going up? So anybody who says to themselves, oh, we'll, we'll put this off, you know, we'll, we'll buy a home another time, we'll, we'll rent for another year, it's not going to be any easier a year from now because the home values are going to go up even more than any ability that most people have had to save money. So anything that you can do to help people get into a home with a small down payment and, of course, educate your realtor partners about what you can do to help people with small down payments, you know, is going to help a lot of people. Uh, next, the majority of first-time home buyers did make financial sacrifices to purchase the home. Let me repeat that. The majority of first-time buyers did make financial sacrifices to purchase a home. You know, people will do extraordinary things to buy a home. You know, when you sit down with a borrower and you notice that they don't really have enough money to close, right? It's like, well, where's this money going to come from that you need by closing date? And they tell you, oh, we'll have it. We'll, we'll have the money necessary. And you're thinking, well, how is that possible? You've hardly saved any money for the last, you know, four years. And now all of a sudden in the next two months, you're going to save a bunch of money. And I know sometimes that's hard to believe, but people will do extraordinary things when necessary, especially to buy a home and become a homeowner. And so for those who did make these financial sacrifices, which is most first-time homebuyers, the most common sacrifices basically came down to cutting spending. 
you know, there's a big difference between needs and wants. And for most people, when they look at where their money goes, there's plenty of money going out the door on wants, you know, whether it's, you know, entertainment and eating out and buying nice things and going on trips. And, and you might say, well, those are necessities. Well, I guess it depends on who you are, but if it, if it comes time to buy a home and you have to cut back on your spending to save some money so you can buy this home, I think that's a, I think that's a choice that many people will make. And the last point I want to make about the financing of the home, buyers continue to see purchasing a home as a good financial investment. That's good news. Uh, 86% said that they view a home purchase as a good investment. That's really good news because remember, especially first-time home buyers, if you think about the, the average age of a first-time home buyer is in their early 30s. So they've, as young adults and even children, They've lived through things like the Great Recession, and they've seen home values fall. They've seen their parents lose jobs. They've seen their parents lose their home. They, they've experienced things that other generations may not have seen when it comes to the home buying market. And yet, the vast majority of people still look at buying a home as a good investment. And of course, that's not the only reason people buy homes is because they think it's a good investment. Um, in fact, my wife and I have purchased homes without any consideration really for, you know, is this going to be a good financial decision? I mean, obviously that has some importance. We don't want to just throw our money away, but there's lots of other reasons why you might buy a home, you know, whether it's to put your kids in the school that you want them to be in, or whether it's to be closer to family that you need to be close to, you know, in proximity. So there's lots of reasons why people buy a home, but the fact that so many people see it as a good financial decision, I think is very encouraging for our, our industry as a whole. Okay, next episode, I'm going to depart from the survey. We're kind of done with the survey. We've, we've had a handful of episodes that have really focused on different parts of this uh, profile of home buyers and sellers survey. Next episode, we're going to talk about what realtors really want. I think that'll be some uh, useful and, and important information. But until then, I know that you've got a lot of time or a lot of choices as to how you spend your time. You don't have a lot of time, but you have a lot of choices as to where you spend your time. And I'm always very, uh, feel very privileged that you spent some of it with me. So that's it for this episode. This is Blaine Rada with ArchMI. Until next time, let's revive some realtor relationships. Arch Capital Group Limited's U.S. mortgage insurance operation, ArchMI, is a leading provider of private insurance covering mortgage credit risk. Headquartered in Greensboro, North Carolina, ArchMI's mission is to protect lenders against credit risk while extending the possibility of responsible homeownership to qualified borrowers. ArchMI's flagship mortgage insurer, Arch Mortgage Insurance Company, is licensed to write mortgage insurance in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico. For more information, please visit ArchMI.com. ArchMI is a marketing term for Arch Mortgage Insurance Company and United Guarantee Residential Insurance Company. All rights reserved.